Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening. Tonight, on this special edition of Cursed Possessions, we're going to dig into the mysterious talking board. Harmless game for sleepovers, or interdimensional tool of the devil used to communicate with the dead. Many people believe that the Ouija board started as a harmless game that people began misusing, but history suggests the idea of talking boards existed long before, and the makers of the game noticed the widespread grief after the Civil War and exploited the sorrow of the families that just wanted to communicate with their lost loved ones, and possibly started a worldwide wave of hauntings. I'm Dave Wilkins, and this is Hometown Ghost Stories, Cursed Possessions, The Ouija Board. The Civil War had just ended, and with so many fathers, sons, and husbands lost in the bloody battles, many families were left with voids to be filled. Heartbreak and sorrow became widespread, and the idea of the dead being able to communicate with the living became mainstream. The movement was known as the Spiritualist Movement, and was proliferated in part by two sisters from upstate New York, who were better known as the Fox Sisters. They claimed to be mediums, able to interpret knocks from the other side. The spiritualist movement began spreading across the country and was eventually noticed by failed fertilizer merchant Charles Kennard and furniture maker turned coffin maker turned undertaker E.C. Reich. They caught wind of the mysterious talking board phenomenon that was spreading across Ohio and began collaborating to create their own talking board. These prototypes were known as Kennard's talking board. One of the investors had a sister named Helen Peters who happened to be a psychic medium. One day she asked the board what they should call it, and it spelled out O-U-I-J-A, Peters believing this to be ancient Egyptian for good luck. The Ouija board. A flat board with the letters of the alphabet spread out in two semicircles above the numbers 0 through 9, the words yes and no in the top two corners, and the words goodbye at the bottom accompanied by a teardrop-shaped device with a window in the body known as a planchette used to maneuver about the board. The idea was that two or more people would sit around the board, place their fingertips on the planchette, pose a question, and watch as the planchette moved from letter to letter, spelling out the answers seemingly on its own accord. It was, and still is, largely believed that if contact is made with the spirit, it would control the planchette through the player's unconscious movements known as idiomotion and answer the questions. However, many believe that if not used correctly, evil entities can also be channeled through the board. Those who believe this also believe this is the most likely outcome, and there are thousands of accounts from all over the world of people connecting with evil spirits and demonic entities. March 6th, 1620. 
Police in the town of El Cerrito, California, were forced to arrest seven people who were driven insane after playing with a Ouija board. One teenage girl, who was found naked and acting erratic, said that her strange behavior allowed her to communicate better with the spirits. Madness spread like wildfire throughout the town in the days that followed. A police officer even went insane, stripping his uniform off, running into a bank, and screaming hysterically. Town officials reacted by bringing in a group of mental health professionals who sent many people to asylums and diagnosed the entire town with a case of mass hysteria. The town officials took no risks, however, and banned Ouija boards. In Arizona in 1933, 15-year-old Maddie Turley and her mother were using a Ouija board her mother had picked up at a local fair. Mrs. Turley told Maddie that they were going to use the board to help her to decide whether or not she should stay with Maddie's father, or a handsome young cowboy she'd recently met. The board replied, instructing them to kill Maddie's father with a shotgun. They shut the board and put it away. Days later, Maddie would shoot her father with his shotgun. When later asked about the crime, Maddie responded, the board could not be denied. Paul Eno who accompanied Ed and Lorraine Warren on several cases, including the Bridgeport Poltergeist, shared a story from his childhood. In the mid-1960s, when Paul was a kid, he and a friend of his acquired a Ouija board that his friend received as a birthday gift. The boys asked it a few questions and were shocked when the planchette began moving on its own. After a short while, they asked it one of the questions that you're never supposed to ask. They asked it when they would die. The board answered them. Paul's friend would die in 1985, and Paul would die sometime after, according to the board. The answer freaked the boys out, enough for them to put the board away and never use it again. Roughly two decades later, Paul's friend would die in a scuba diving accident in 1985. Paul is still alive. Cynthia and Tanya set out on a blind double date. After dinner, back at the apartment with their dates, the guys suggested playing with a Ouija board. Tanya agreed, but Cynthia was more hesitant. It was the anniversary of the death of her father, and she wasn't comfortable participating in a ritual known for contacting the spiritual world. She decided to keep her mouth shut, however, and went along with it. They shut off all the lights, they lit candles, and gathered around the board in a circle. Each player put two fingers from each hand on the planchette, and one of the guys asked who the spirits wanted to speak to. The planchette spelled out Cynthia's childhood nickname. Shocked, Cynthia jumped up from the table, not wanting to play anymore. She insisted that nobody besides her immediate family knew the nickname. The remaining players kept playing. They asked the board who was there with them, and it spelled out the name of Cynthia's father. Cynthia, clearly rattled, yelled out, Liar! At that point, the candles in the room blew out, Everybody screamed. The three remaining players were unable to remove their hands from the planchette, and Cynthia felt the presence of someone behind her. Cynthia's friend Rick, who was supposed to pick her and Tanya up, heard the screaming from outside the building. When he opened the door to the apartment, he felt a tangible burst of energy rush past him, and everything in the room went back to normal. Lori was a sophomore in college when she attended a seance in a friend's dorm. It was supposed to be nothing serious, just some friends playing with a Ouija board. Laurie's friend Betty was asking the questions and leading the session. She asked it 
if she was going to marry Adam, her boyfriend at the time, and the planchette moved to yes. Then she asked it how many children they'd have together. The planchette moved to three, and then zero. Everybody laughed. They would certainly have their hands full with 30 children. She asked again, and again the planchette moved to three, and then zero. Everyone laughed again, and eventually lost interest in the game, moving on to other activities. Several years after graduating, Laurie ran into some college friends, and they began chatting about mutual acquaintances, Betty included. She found out that Betty had actually married Adam. When she asked if they had any kids together, the answer left her dumbfounded. They had no children. They stopped trying after miscarrying three times. Laurie couldn't help but remember the Ouija board indicating three and zero. In the suburbs of Washington, D.C. in 1949, a 13-year-old boy, believed to be named Ronald Hunkler, later referred to pseudonymously as Ronald Doe or Robbie Mannheim, was despondent over the loss of his beloved Aunt Harriet. Harriet was a spiritualist who'd taught him many things, including how to use a Ouija board. In early January of that year, Ronald began to experience strange things, like scratching coming from the floors and walls of his bedroom and the mattress moving on its own. The family sought the help of Father Albert Hughes, who got permission from the Catholic Church to perform an exorcism on the boy, but the ritual had to be cut short when Ronald slashed the priest across the face with a broken piece of mattress spring. Red scratches began appearing on the boy's skin as more priests arrived to help with the situation. Ronald would enter a trance-like state and start making guttural sounds, and the priests would witness objects moving mysteriously around the room in the boy's presence. They also noted that he would react violently when presented with religious objects such as holy water, a cross, or a Bible. Eventually, Ronald was brought to the hospital where his fits continued until one evening, during another attempted exorcism, the boy came out of his trance and proclaimed, he's gone. This is the true story that would go on to inspire the 1973 film, The Exorcist. For centuries, people wondered when and how they would die. What happened to their loved ones after they passed? Whether or not they would be able to communicate with them, and many have wondered if a Ouija board could be the medium through which they could find the answers to these esoteric questions. There are thousands of accounts of people using a Ouija board to make connections with the dead, and many of those experiences have resulted in negative consequences. Believe what you will, but if you ask me, based on all the accounts I've seen, it's simply not worth the risk. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into Hometown Ghost Stories, Cursed Possessions, a very special live Halloween week weekend episode. I'm Jesse Wilkins. I'm joined by Rob Coakley. Hello, Rob. So you guys have gas in your cars, right? You're ready to you're ready to go somewhere. Can't wait. Yes. Yeah. All right. So after we do this episode, I want you both to come to my house. We have a Ouija board here. 
We're going to go down to the cemetery near the high school and we're going to use it. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. That's the plan. Right, so we can just leave our kids behind. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming you you set that up. Babysitters are on the way. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. They're bringing their own Ouija boards. Play with the yeah. Kids. I mean, everybody. Right. Everybody's using one tonight. <laughs> it is a fun, safe kids game. It is. That's what it's marketed as at toy stores, right? Sold uh, by like Milton Bradley or Parker Brothers or something, right? Ha- Hasbro, I think. Ha- same thing. Yeah, one of the big ones. So yeah. uh, we're also joined by Dave. Hello, Dave. Hello. Uh, I'm not doing that, Rob. <laughs> but thanks for the offer. Yes. Not because I don't want to, because my wife will not allow it. I'm not allowed to play with Ouija boards. Papa Squatch, said, Papa Squatch says, so if there's no show next week, we know why. <laughs> <laughs> because we dabbled in the darkness once again. Uh, welcome to everybody who's hanging out in live chat. Kind of a surprise stream. We had um, hinted towards it on on uh, Tuesday's episode that we may be live for an episode, and here we are. So usually we don't go live for cursed possession. So this is a bit of a a bit of a treat for you. Mm, one time we did it. One time we did it. A special Friday the thirteenth episode back in I think it was April. We did the uh, Swansea Devil. Oh, was that a live one as well? Oh no, it was the um, the cursed chair there. That's what it was. Oh, Not yeah, Rob's cursed chair. No, must be mm. the one that you reverse cursed. That's great. I I don't need you to. Do that ever again. It's been working out really well for me. So thank you. Yeah, Kate brings up that uh, last time you guys made one on a poster board at the Hawthorne Hotel. This is a true story. We did once make our own Ouija board, which is weird because we were in Salem. We absolutely could have bought a Ouija board. I'm pretty sure at literally every store. Mm. And mm. instead we went and bought poster board and made our own Ouija board. Didn't work. Granted, buying a Ouija board in Salem, you'd probably get it at like a hyperinflated price, which I think... We were more economic by making our own out of poster board and using a glass. But it's probably also why it didn't work. So you can actually, you can make your own Ouija board, right? And it still should work uh, based on the, uh, you know, the science behind the Ouija board. But um, it has to be like two very smooth surfaces. And the planchette, even if it is makeshift, would have to uh, be able to glide very easily. Right. There was uh, one scenario where me and Rob definitely not Dave had a Ouija board and it was like the texture was like sandpaper. Yes. And we're like, yeah. even if this ghost wanted to communicate, this planchette would never slide on this thing. It was just a terrible, and Rob hates sandpaper. Yeah. I don't know why we're having this discussion right now. It's besides the, the point, but like, but the, the planchette just like, like, even if it wanted to, it just couldn't slide. We we talked about this, you know, I think it was uh Mike Zakarian was on that episode. Yeah. It was like, you know, you're uh I don't know what he said. So, so his line was funny. He's like, your Ouija board needs to be able to Ouija or your planchette <laughs> or something along those lines. But all I know is that the surface wasn't smooth and it, it yeah. So I, sure maybe in a minute it. I'll go grab that Ouija board because I still have it and just kind of, it was, a, it's a cool looking Ouija board. It's just, it did not do what it needed to do. Yeah. Uh, Doretta leaves a, a comment here. She says, uh, no Ouija board for me. Have you tried or have you heard of angel boards? Supposedly you contact angels, but I don't think, they are angels at all. I imagine I have not heard of that, but it sounds like a similar concept. And even Ouija boards, when they first came out, weren't they weren't supposed to be tools to communicate with the devil or with you know negative forces. It was just supposed to be uh, a tool for uh, people who have lost their loved ones to be able to make contact with those loved ones. And the idea is that then you're opening yourself up to be uh, intercepted by malign spirits and. Um, that sounds like an angel board is the same idea, the same concept, but would leave you just as open to being able to have your connection interrupted by, you know, malignant spirits. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Rachel leaves a comment and 
uh, she had mentioned this briefly in the uh, the patron pre-show hangout from last week, but she says, I've, I've shared this before, but when my mom was young, she used a Ouija board and kept getting the name Ben, which supposedly is the name that the devil uses when speaking through a Ouija board. That definitely is like next level frightening and yeah. concerning. <laughs> so, um, so one of the cool things about the Patreon uh, meetups is we have people tell their stories as well. Like it's not just us talking, which is great. It's people that are within the community telling us like stories like their Ouija board stories and their ghost stories and everything like that. And we do that like every other Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I've never had success with a Ouija board. Like never even had it move. So um, over the course of my research for this episode, I learned that um, we we're doing it wrong. <laughs> so there's uh, there's some science behind it, and the science by, by we you mean me and Robin definitely not you because yeah would, you and Robin you do that to jeopardize Robin, your marriage. I would, never, I would never do that to jeopardize my marriage. <laughs> um, imagine that was what ends my marriage. <laughs> um, so the the science behind it basically there's a phenomenon called the idiomotor the idiomotor effect and basically this effect is subconscious involuntary movement uh scientists first documented it in 1852 but it's a concept in hypnosis and psychological research um so basically it's a phenomenon where a mental image can result in involuntary muscle reflexes so uh for instance if you close your eyes and try and walk in a straight line uh, but you're thinking of the word left over and over in your head you can open your eyes and find that you probably walked not in a straight line, but to favor the left. And that was because your unconscious motor functions took over. Um, but as it pertains to Ouija boards, the way you're supposed to play is, so you need the, obviously the smooth board and then the smooth planchette. So you have two smooth surfaces that glide very easy. And uh, each player puts two fingers from each uh, hand on the planchette very, very lightly. And you wait, and you're supposed to wait at least five minutes uh, for it to start working. So by this amount of time, um, your muscles are going to start to cramp up and get tired. And that is when your um, unconscious motor functions kick in and you're going to start involuntarily moving the um, the planchette. And that's when players start blaming each other, saying like, no, you're moving it, but no, you're moving it, but nobody is actually consciously moving it. It is moving by, your, by itself. So um, skeptics say that that's pretty much where it ends. Like it's just your subconscious controlling it but the uh believers in the occult believe that that's the exact circumstance necessary for a spirit to intercept the player's unconscious movements which kind of also feeds in with like hypnosis like the idea of you know your unconscious personality taking over when you're hypnotized and whatnot so that does make sense in that uh strategy obviously we never use that so maybe that's why we've never had success with this megan leaves a uh, very concerning comment she said uh, my grandmother burned my mom's ouija board because she said it brought evil into the house because relatives started dying that's the last thing you want so they say that well no shit dave (laughs) here he is with the obvious dave coming with the obvious uh so yeah so i think it's it's probably a bad thing if your family starts dying so so your your family starts dying we shouldn't be making fun of this most experts uh, believe yeah yeah uh, so you're not supposed to they say you're not supposed to burn it so when you're doing a ouija board session you're supposed to say goodbye to close the session out and then you're supposed to not burn the board, but a lot of people run into problems when they don't close out the session and then they burn the board. Apparently that releases 
negative all the negative energy just yeah i believe the, on the, the san theater. antonio episode when we were talking with christian i believe he brought up a story about that i don't remember if it was on stream or off stream but he told us about like one of the things that led this one location to be super haunted that he was called in to like cleanse the house um they were like oh yeah we had used a ouija board he's like okay well what happened to it like oh we burned it and threw it underneath the house he's like okay that's that's the worst thing you could have done yeah, <laughs> and I, I don't recall whether or not he actually talked about that on the episode. I'm pretty sure he did, though. Threw it underneath his own house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, did I ever tell you guys my story of the successful Ouija board session? No. Okay. Do you remember our friend Jackie that we used to play volleyball with? Jackie. She, she yeah. sang out with, with Chris and Jeff. I know this is like all inside baseball, but I just want to give you two the inside volleyball. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to her house one night and they were telling me about their Ouija board sessions that they would have and that they used it and they would summon a little girl. And what's interesting about this is while they were playing with the Ouija board, they summoned this little girl. I can't remember her name. Let's call her Anna. Or for whatever reason, that's just the first name I thought of. But Anna was telling them that she lived on the property and she died in a fire. This is before I was there. This happened like a couple years before I went to use the Ouija board there. So after they got off the Ouija board the first night, they went and they did some research on the property. And in like the early 1900s, they found that there was a fire on the property and that a little girl did die in that fire and they had no idea about it. That's crazy. No, no one knew about it. And That's when I went, when I went over and they were telling me about it, they were like, let's try to use it. Um, it didn't know. They said it didn't always work, but when we used it that night, it didn't matter which group of people were using it. It was working. And I can tell you that two of the people that I was on with at at least one of the points, I believed weren't the type of people that would have been moving the planchette. There's a couple other that were there that night that I fully didn't trust to not move it, but there was different groupings and some of those groupings, it felt very, very legit. So, you know, if it's supposedly, if it's working correctly, it'll move very slowly. I, mm -hmm. I guess when like when it moves super fast from letter to letter, that's usually somebody messing with it. Mm -hmm. But if it's actually the, you know, the idiomotor effect, then it'll move very slowly from letter to letter. So I think that's one of the, um, I guess, or if it's moving super fast, maybe it's a, straight up a demon. I don't know. <laughs> so I guess that's a possibility too. But that's one thing that the skeptics can't explain. Um, so they say like, okay, yeah, it's just the idiomotor thing. It's just people subconsciously or unconsciously moving it uh, with tired arm muscles, whatever. But they can't explain when the board will actually give correct answers or answer questions that the players couldn't possibly know the answer to or mm -hmm. predict future events, which is things that's happened in, there are thousands, like thousands of cases of Ouija board thing of uh, Ouija board instances. And uh, there's just a lot of them that the skeptics can't disprove or can't right. understand. And just to touch on a few that played a major role in some of the episodes that we covered, um, it's believed that the Enfield uh, poltergeist began with a Ouija board. Um, there was a few episodes that you did Dave as well. Viacast. Viacast, I believe the conjuring house as well. Like yep. it, it all kind of starts with someone messing around with a Ouija board when they shouldn't have. And, there's an extensive case that I believe was covered in um, the demonologist where there was a Ouija board being used and 
it was just manipulating over time. And basically this, this young girl thought she was basically dating a ghost and she had this big relationship with this boyfriend via the Ouija board or something. And then eventually it turned into a demonic possession because it was something posing as, you know, a young guy or whatever. And it turned out being just something absolutely horrific. And at one point she had asked like, Hey, like, um, can you reveal yourself tonight? And she just was tired of dating a ghost. And she's like, I just want you to be here. And that's when things went from like playful Ouija board talk to full on full blown poltergeist activity inside the house. And just one of, one of the most insane hauntings in that book, if it was that book in particular. Um, it but, was. Yeah. So maybe we'll go over that full full story in a uh, future episode. But Yeah, I think that one was Pennsylvania. That, that could be a full on episode. That was a big one. Mm-hmm. I know which one you're talking about. Which uh, is good because we haven't covered Pennsylvania yet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Five yeah, times. I, thought, I thought we had like the United States covered. And um, we turned out we just keep hitting the same states over and over and over again. But we'll we'll, yeah. we'll, make, we'll make our rounds. We get plenty of episodes. We're doing a new one on Tuesday. Ricardo says, why always a little girl shaking my head? Well, Ricardo, if you're not into little, little um, kid ghost spirits, let me tell you that we are covering a haunted orphanage on Tuesday night. So a uh, little teaser for Tuesday. <laughs> not the orphans. Not the orphans. I was an orphan. <laughs> There's a pretty um, pretty harrowing story that uh, I left out of the original or the opening sequence there, but was, I think, worthy of telling. So uh, Frank was 19 when he left home to study abroad. And while he was away, he learned that his mother had picked up a new hobby, playing with a Ouija board. So he thought nothing of it, knowing his mother was into crystals and channeling and reincarnation and things like that. Um, and a few days before he returned home, his older siblings gave him a disturbing warning. They said, Mom has changed. Um, so when he came home, he expected to see maybe that she gained weight or dyed her hair or something like that. But when she opened the door, she looked completely the same, no change, until she put her hands on his shoulders, looked him directly in the eye and said in a low voice, welcome home, Frank. Uh, chills shot up his spine. The look in her eyes was as if they were dead and her tone was very, very cold. He brushed it off and went into the house, thought nothing of it really. Uh, later, while he was asleep, he had the feeling he was being watched and he woke to his mother standing over him, smoking a cigarette, which was not like her to do smoke in the house, let alone his room. And she was just staring at him with those cold, dead, dark eyes. And then she muttered something under her breath and walked out of the room. The next night he woke to the sound of what he thought was company in the living room, assumed that his mother probably had some guests over and went down into the living room to see. And he found his mother did not have guests over. She was alone in the kitchen hunched over her Ouija board, talking in a variety of different voices, um, men voices, women voices, all coming out of her. So he stood there shocked and he called out to her and she whipped her head around and hissed at him, get out. So he did. He went to his father and he said, hey, what's going on with mom? And he said, ah, she's just doing her thing. Don't worry about it. And um, he basically <laughs> hoped, yeah, I know, just doing her thing, man. Just leave me out of it. But um, he hoped that she would eventually just get over it, but she never got over her obsession. And she just got more and more obsessed until she spent pretty much all of her time with the Ouija board right up until she died. And that was the end of it. Whoa. That's dark. Very dark. That I want to get a story that I've actually heard before, which it's still, every time you hear it, that was just like absolutely Chilling. baffling. Yeah. 
I want to give a big shout out to Demon King. Just dropped $9.99 in Super Chat with a big donation on YouTube. Demon King, you're a legend. You're a patron VIP. And uh, and now one of the one of the only two people who have donated on YouTube. Again, we, we're, we're new to this. We didn't know it was a thing until last week when Captain McSlugs came with 99 cents. And now you are 10 times the friend that Captain McSlugs ever was. Thank God. Thank you, Demon King. We need somebody Appreciate to leapfrog him. <laughs> you're a legend. <laughs> So the, the Ouija board, uh, a lot of the Ouija board stories uh, revolve around a demon called Zozo. So Zozo is supposedly the uh, Ouija board demon, and you know you're talking with him if it spells out his name, Z-O-Z-O, or O-Z, or um, Mama, I guess is one that he'll use, and then some other completely different name that I, I don't recall. I didn't write it down. But um, apparently Zozo is the Ouija board demon, and he's a pretty scary dude. See a clown so there's only that yeah, Zozo the clown. I think it, it, it sounds like a clown. <laughs> it does sound like a clown. Well, lots of demon names are like kind of clown sounding, like Pazuzu. Uh, yeah, that was the one from The Exorcist. And yeah, Zozo. And they're just we're just talking shit to demons. This can't be a good, <laughs> can't be a good idea. Not, not, a just start, guys. not a good start. Dave was doing it on us. Uh, actually, Rob started <laughs> off by calling him clowns. No, it's me. <clears throat> um. Yeah, I, I says, why would you say its name? <laughs> <laughs> I'm cursing everybody in the chat right now. Sorry. <laughs> um, so why don't you guys keep talking? I'll go run and grab that Ouija board to show the chat what we were talking about earlier. So yeah, sure. right, let's talk about the origin of this Ouija board because it's pretty, pretty wacky. So um, it came straight out of the American 19th century obsession with spiritualism which uh, was sparked by the exponential loss from the Civil War. Families were just racked with horror. I mean, this, they, the country had never seen anything like the Civil War, obviously, up until that point. And they're just, there was so much death and so much like shock that people were just desperate to communicate with the loved ones that they lost. And you had the spiritualist movement kind of just take over at this point. It went, it went to the moon. Uh, there were mediums and psychics, connecting people with their loved ones left and right. And they didn't have a real um, good tool to use. They were using a lot of like pendulums and uh, they were going through this, like um, not, they'd, they'd go through the alphabet and they'd wait for a knock um, on a specific letter. So they had different like ineffective ways of using it. And then the um, canard novelty company came in with the first Ouija board in 1891. And, and they uh, created the planchette. Yeah, they created, they took the board and added the planchette and they called it Canard's Talking Board. It wasn't until 1893 that it, the actual Ouija board name came in. That was with William Fold, who was like a uh, ground level employee who came in and worked his way up to the company and ended up taking it over and buying it um, with stocks. He just kept buying all the stocks till he eventually owned the company. It's kind of like what Elon right. Musk did with Twitter <laughs> basically yep. back in 1893. So um, he, uh, he took over the company, changed it to the Ouija board. And then um, in 1927, he built a new factory to produce Ouija boards. And when it was done, he was on the roof kind of walking around and fell off, fell three stories to the ground, survived. But then on the ambulance way to the hospital, they went over, they hit a pothole and a rib punctured his heart and he died. Oh, oh. yeah. What Pretty an wild. idiot. What an idiot. <laughs> but the, the rumor has it is um, before they built that, him and Helen Peters, the original medium who named the board, were doing a Ouija session about the future of the business. And she was like, you need to buy, build a new uh, factory 
to keep up with all the demand for this. So he built the factory and then he fell off it and died. So a Ouija board killed him. Mm. A Ouija board almost just yeah. killed me. Ouija board oh. or a seagull. Yeah. So I forgot how much this board feels like sandpaper. Like I knew we said it earlier, but I forgot like it really feels like it. I just picked this board up and I dry heaved as soon as I grabbed it because I hate it so much. So my solution is I grabbed one of Gotham's poop bags and I've wrapped my hand in it so that I can pick up this Ouija board. <laughs> so just, 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 to, just to reiterate, you're not touching it because you're afraid of a demon. You're touching it with the Because you don't because like the texture of like sandpaper. The <laughs> because there is nothing worse in this world than sandpaper. If you want to know what I am truly deathly afraid of, it's touching sandpaper. Yeah, not demons, just sandpaper. So, and ocean animals. Right. My wife is also deathly afraid of sandpaper. So that board that you just held up, is probably the <laughs> most frightening thing on earth for her. It's it's the worst, but this is the one that we have, and it's just it's not smooth, but it's pretty cool looking. Mm. And I'm upset that it's not smooth, but yeah, this is going back in its spot after this, and I will probably never touch it again until I forget again. Rob, you should sand the uh, sand the texture off of it so it's smooth. I will never. I'll get you some high grit sandpaper you can use. Just no, I think <laughs> that's the sound it's going to make. <laughs> I had to sand something with Dave before, and I was just sitting there like dry heaving the entire time because it was <laughs> the worst day of my life. What the heck were we sanding? Uh, a football helmet. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. That was a fun project. It was. I have one, another one that's been sitting here for two years that needs to get done. And we have yeah, we're like, yet. oh, we did it. We're like, this is great. Oh, great. We're good at this. Let's never do it again. It. <laughs> just refuses to. Yeah, do it because of the sandpaper. So I got a couple, uh, couple little Ouija board stories that are interesting, but not too crazy. Uh, I I went through like a list, or um, you know, a few YouTube videos and some of the some of the crazier stories. There was one story uh, that was just wacky, and it was this group of teenagers started using a Ouija board, and um, something something started happening where, where they all got terrified. So what they did was they took it and they they locked it in the trunk of their car. And then they straight up just abandoned their car and walked home. And then their car disappeared. So they're like, okay, well, maybe got towed. They called a tow, tow truck company. They're like, hey, uh, we think maybe our car got towed. We left it on the side of the road last night. And they're like, no, we, we didn't tow anything last night in that that area. I go, okay, so they called the police, like maybe it got stolen. They're like, now we got no leads on anything. And then what was even crazier is that at, like a few months went by, they eventually called like the DMV and like, hey, you know, our car got stolen. There's no trace of it. And they're like, okay, what's the license plate number? They're like this, like, ah, it's not showing anything. They're like, what's the VIN number? They give them the VIN number. They're like, there's never been a car that matches that VIN number. And they're like, what? <laughs> and like, this is like 25 years ago. No trace of the car ever again. So that's crazy. Yeah, that one sounds a little bit more like legend. And this was, uh, I believe this was from a, a BuzzFeed video that kind of went through three different Ouija board stories. The other ones I didn't find nearly as interesting as that one. But that the car just crazy. vanishing and then there's just being no trace of the vehicle ever existing is is a weird one. I, I want to say, like, I just want to say to Jesse, nice job saving that story because in the beginning it was like started out as the worst story ever told. And I didn't know where you were going with it. And. <laughs> It didn't it. go where it didn't go where you thought it was gonna go. Did it? No, <laughs> it's not like the scariest story. It's just a really, really, really weird one. Yeah, I like some of the weird ones that are less not necessarily as scary, but are just like that make you go, "Oh wow!" Like the one in the my favorite one in the opening video was the one where 
she thought she was going to have 30 kids because it was saying three and zero. And then later on, she found out that they had zero kids, but three miscarriages. So that the board was predicting three and zero, not 30 kids. But I just thought that one was wild. No, that was very interesting. I'm glad you started with that one because that was, uh, I, I started to think I'm like, I thought maybe like all three kids were going to like die in like a car accident or something. Or maybe they would sit in a car with the Ouija board and they would just vanish with the car. That could happen. No, that could happen. Uh, Rob, the uh, vast majority of, of chat right now is telling you to laminate the Ouija board. Solutions. I'm not touching it ever again. So you could use your little <laughs> use your doggy bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's going to go on display again somewhere. I'm going to have Kate come over and do something with it. She's very crafty. And, she's not going to uh, touch it. She is. She's not, I promise you, she's not going to touch it. She won't even, we play Phasmophobia, right? The video game. Some of you guys watch us on live stream. Kate, when she's playing with that game, she won't even touch the Ouija board in the game. That's how deathly afraid of Ouija board she is. Um, so, yeah. And here I am just mentioning names of demons just left and right. Just call she's, she's so, Confuzzle. She, she's so cautious. She won't even touch the video game ones. I'm over here just invoking all of them. <laughs> On the bright side, that's the only room in your house that has walls right now. So if you conjure a demon, it'll just float right out of the house. You have nothing to worry about. <laughs> just Dave's movie set. It's uh, it's exactly. truly unbelievable. I mean, I think some of the people on in the pre-show hangout saw it, but it, it's such an illusion what your house looks like when you're in this room right now because I know. of the massive renovation that's undergoing in there. That's right. It's a legit movie set. When we were down at uh, Universal a couple weeks ago, we ate at this restaurant that was built to look like a movie set. Mm -hmm. So like only certain parts of it were like finished. It was just part of like the look. And I'm looking around, I'm like, like they're renovating this place. Like, why is it even open? The wife's like, that's the look of it. Like, this is supposed to be a movie set. I'm like, oh, this just looks like Dave's house. <laughs> it's just, one <laughs> room is good and the rest of it's just stuck. Yeah. But anyways, that's because this house is being renovated for people I didn't know. It is. It is. And we're getting through it. And I'm, yeah. and I'm putting a Ouija board in every room when the walls get finished. Like, mm -hmm. That's the way to do it. Do. Just uh, as long as it's the right texture for Rob. So here's a different one. This one is uh, not as scary of a story again, but it, this is like, I, I hadn't really heard anything like this before. So a guy named Justin was play, playing with a Ouija board one day with several of his friends. They asked it questions, but instead of the planchette moving to certain letters, it began moving in a strange pattern. He said that, quote, it went to all four corners of the board and made an X. The 32-year-old New Jersey resident told, uh, told the Reader Digest. Then it just went in circles. The next time he used the board, it was the it was uh, with a different friend at his house again, and the planchette moved in the same strange pattern. He felt like it was some sort of hex. He continued. Uh, later the night when he was sleeping, he felt a forceful hand grab his arm and wake him up. Everyone in the house was asleep. And that's kind of where that story ends. But that's that's a weird one. So you've heard of like, you know, it moving slower around the board, moving faster is probably a hoax, but it moving in this weird like X pattern and then just spinning in circles. Uh, very, very strange pattern for it to move in. Have you heard of any other stories like that where it, it isn't really giving you a message at all? It's just doing crazy shit across the board? We heard one a couple of weeks ago when we were um, on an investigation where the board started spinning beneath the planchette. So everyone had their hands on the planchette and the board started spinning. I thought that was pretty oh. weird. That was a weird one. That is there weird. was a, um, a one, one, so this one is not an, a, a, an example of what you were just talking about, but another creepy one that somebody had experienced. Uh, I forget the guy's name. I think it was Darren or something. But um, he had a Ouija board and he was asking it. He had like a, a metal band and he was asking it what he should name his metal band. And it said uh, Iron Tongue. And he's like, that's a cool name for a metal band. Thanks, Ouija and, board. Uh, yeah, thanks, Ouija board. 
So before that, before he asked it, 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 it introduced itself as I'm not going to say its name again, but you know, the Zio one. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, it gave him the name iron tongue and he was like, cool. Anyways, a couple days go by his daughter ends up getting sick and she has to go to the hospital and her tongue swelled like swelled up and it kept swelling up to the point where it became rock hard and it baffled the doctors. Like her whole face was swollen and everything. Uh, she ended up being okay. Like it went back to normal, but he was, uh, that freaked him out because he associated that with the, um, that's, yeah, the, that's the demon very... was not naming his band. It was cursing his daughter. Not as cool. Creepy. Not as not cool. As cool. Uh, Ricardo says, what kind of story was that? Did it knock everyone out? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, I think it was at that point in the night, everyone had gone to sleep. Maybe you misinterpreted what I said. Uh, where did you? Uh, well, did well, you guys hear that? Yeah. Are you home alone? Yeah, I'm home alone. <laughs> Are you sure it's not Cersei? She's upstairs sleeping with the kids. Are you sure? Pretty sure. She wouldn't be in that dark room all by herself. Uh, maybe all right. It's so- maybe it's Zozo. All right, let's keep this going. Let's see if we can really get yeah. us possessed. Um, I have uh, a good story to share here. Ricardo, I'll send you. It's uh, Reader's Digest. That's where I got that link. Um, I will post the link in Discord if you're part of the Discord. Okay, now I'm worried that I'm... Sorry, sure. oh, oh, Ricardo was asking where I saw the story. He wants to read it again, so I was going to say gotcha. I'll post the link in uh, Discord. All right, this one is about Vince. We haven't read this one yet, right? Because this one's also so. from Reader's Digest. So Vince, when he was, he's now 30. When he was a child, one of his friends goaded him into playing with a Ouija board in his basement. Um, didn't expect anything out of the ordinary to happen, so he went along with it. Once they started to play, however, the lights began to flicker, the air around them grew cold, and the spirit began to communicate with them through the board. The spirit spelled out a Russian name and claimed he had been murdered. Uh, Vince says that they then took a break to go make some snacks, but they forgot to close the circle when they were done. After returning to the basement, the energy was much heavier and books and things were sprawled out on the floor. And yet the board remained perfectly still in the center of the room, just how they had left it. Uh, upon looking at a mirror that they had nearby, the eye of the Ouija board was moving sporadically in its reflection. Jesus. That's creepy. So yeah. the, the lights dimming is another, um, it's another indicator that you're talking with the Ouija board demon. Mm-hmm. So that's, the light will either dim or flicker, or um, it will just appear to get darker in the room. Just exactly what's happening with Dave's lights. Right. It, yes. At all times. Every watching week. the video, Dave's weeks to do that. Uh, I think your connection is also starting to. All sorts of weird things are happening there. Dave's connection has never been bad before. That's true. And my house has never been haunted before. So all these things happening on the Ouija board episode is just absolutely wild. Yes. For, those of, for those of you tuning in for the first time, which I'm pretty sure. Megan, this is your first time here. Uh, my house is haunted and Dave's connection is always crappy. Uh, so uh, Stephanie says, it's time to trip the guys up. And I guess he did so by me reading that comment. What's up, Rob? I was just going to say, but Dave's connection has been much better this week. It has been. Yes. It's, it's all because of me. Because I fixed Rob came over and saved the day. I did. Mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ouija board stories are weird and scary because they can go in so many different directions. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's so many different variations of what happened to people. So it's kind of the ultimate curse possession, but it's a curse possession that you are like willingly invoking every time you use it. Right. I mean, I think most people try to use it with good intentions. Now you're talking about like a best, a best selling board game at the time. So obviously everyone's like, let me try this thing out. But I think a lot of people that grab a Ouija board just try to grab it to communicate with a loved one. Right. 
uh, and I think there's a, a good amount that probably use it just out of curiosity. And then some people use it for bad intentions. Uh, there was another story, I think from the same Buzzfeed video where, um, a group of kids were using it and it, they weren't really getting much, but then one of their phones started ringing in his pocket and he grabbed it out and he's like, Oh, Mark, you're calling me, dude, you butt dialed me. And then Mark took out his phone. He's like, I'm not calling you right now. And they're like, what the hell's going on? And, um, you know, they checked his recent calls. He's like, no, I have a missed call from you. And then he checked his phone. He's like, I have no call from you. So a little phone glitch or something like that, but it's something a little bit different. What, what I like about like the Ouija board stories is they're all very, very different. Mm. It's true. Kate's got a pretty good one there. So I'm to pull that. I was helping yeah. my aunt clean out my great grandmother's house and she had a Ouija board. I picked it up and unplugged the, and unplugged the radio and the unplugged radio started to hum. This was in her basement. This Ooh. is the story that makes Kate so afraid of Ouija boards. The other thing that's freaked her out so much about it was her grandmother, her great-grandmother came down, saw that the kids were playing with it and uh, freaked out. She's like, do not touch that. She took it away and got rid of it. Was that the, was her house the one that was unbelievably haunted? Yeah, it, it was the, burned down eventually? Um, I don't know. So the great, Kate, correct me if I'm wrong in this one, but I don't think so. I think that that house is not the one that burnt down. The one that burnt down was the one next door. Okay. So it's a, it's a bummer that we were never able to investigate that house because she had been saying for a long time that uh, it was uh, very haunted. So this one, I have a story from someone named Anna. When she was in high school, she had a sleepover with a bunch of her friends. One of them, Brianna, wanted to use the Ouija board to contact her grandfather who had recently passed away. The friends set up the board, turned off the lights, and lit a candle. They called upon the spirit of the grandfather, but when they did, the candle suddenly threw itself directly at Anna, and they oh. called it a night at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that will do it. Also, that house is back. Kate says that house was uh, from 1640, 1640 was her Nana's house. Yeah, that was the house. The house from 1640 was the one where she's like, Kate took me into the basement to show me like the um, the creepy room, which I think was like a... Um, like a, an ice house or like basically where they kept like meat back in the day before refrigerators were a thing. And it freaked me out because you'd walk in and I shine my flashlight in the room and the flashlight did not light up the room. I was like, get me out of here. <laughs> like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> it made me very uncomfortable. And this was like peak skeptic Dave too. So very creepy house. Mm -hmm. Another one, uh, this woman, I believe her name was uh, Ossiana. I don't really know if I'm pronouncing that right, but she said, uh, most people play with the Ouija board in groups or at least with one or another. But one night, uh, Sienna was, uh, wanted to try to use it on her own. She put her hands on the pointer or the planchette and asked questions, but nothing happened. She took her hands off of the planchette and was about to put the game away when it started to move around on its own. She said, quote, I'll never try that again. Yes. I have, I have one more good one. Right. Go on and do it. When Tommy was a freshman in college, he and his dorm mates took out a Ouija board and had a threatening encounter with some very dark spirits. The dorm hall used to be a morgue, says the 25-year-old New Yorker. It was the perfect setting for a goof with friends, he thought, but they, they failed to realize how serious it could get. The planchette began to move on the board, and the spirit, or spirits, communicated to them that 83 demons would come for them. That's true. Then, the next thing you know, it's too many. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing you know, the like, dorm well, is like gone. one is enough. One is enough. <laughs> all of the demons. <laughs> the next thing you know, the dorm is haunted and the girls can't sleep because stuff was turning on and off and messing with them. 
So they had a priest come in to bless the room. It was good afterwards, he adds. That's why I don't mess with Ouija boards anymore. Yeah, I would say that's probably a good reason not to do it anymore. However, that hasn't happened to me, so I'm down. Just not the sandpaper one. Not the sandpaper one. Imagine 80, 83 sandpaper demons. Oh, my God. I would literally <laughs> die. I'm telling you, when I grabbed that board in my room, I literally dry heat. I was like, oh. Man. <laughs> yeah. oh man it's a real man right there um this other one uh vince who was now 30 when he was a child uh one of his friends goaded him into playing with the ouija board in are his you just gonna read the one i just read is that what we're doing was this the exact one yeah oh they made pizza rolls yeah oh yeah i was definitely listening to your story all right uh <laughs> moving on to the next one you're <laughs> <laughs> going on to the same article that i'm reading from well, at first, I didn't know it was the same article, but like, maybe <laughs> fucking listen to the show. There. Just listen to what's happening right into your ears. <laughs> Doing a lot. All right. Once. You know what's funny is 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 you were reading that story, and I was reading the story, not listening to you. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> you're literally you're literally just reading to me. It was like an audiobook. Goes <laughs> to show why I have to listen to every audiobook three times before I actually retain any information. Anyways, uh, any other uh, stories, uh, Rob? Any other ones that you read that you want me to read again? <laughs> no. Not all right, very good. <laughs> I want to credit the book that I read that I got a lot of these stories from. It was called Ouija Board Nightmares by John Harker. And there's like 200 stories about people's encounters with Ouija boards, and they're all terrifying in their own right. Great okay. book. Yeah. Pick it up if that's the type of thing that interests you. I have another one. Do we want more? Do we want to do yes. more of these? I think we do. More. I was about 12 or 13 spending the night at a friend's house goofing around with the Ouija board with him and his sister. We were getting all sorts of gibberish plus words spelled out, just kind of scaring ourselves for fun, not taking it very seriously. Then we got the message, I can see you through the window. Mm. And then I can see you through his eyes. There was just a small window in the basement room where we were in just the backyard and woods past the driveway visible through the window. We asked it more questions and it said, I'm under the car. So we somehow got up the nerve to go out with a flashlight and peer under the car where we saw a huge black stray cat hissing. We ran inside freaking out. And at that exact moment, the power failed and all the lights in the house went out. We just about actually shit ourselves. A few minutes later, the power came back. We ran up and we sat up until dawn that night, scared and never played with the board again. Mm. So you're having some consistencies like lights flickering. Uh, you're having consistencies with, you know, electro, uh, electrical issues. You're having consistencies with my stories and Rob's stories. And, uh, <laughs> but that's what we look for in, in haunts and in, in paranormal instances is are these things reoccurring? And while we said earlier that so many of these stories are so different that um, that's what makes it really interesting. But at the same time, some of them are very similar in that the hauntings can be very similar and they could be so similar that they're the exact same story twice. Mm. Also. Yes. Consecutively. <laughs> um, These are the things that can happen. Mm. Once right after my ex had lost his friend in an airplane accident, we took the Ouija board out to use it. She was very present. She was very scared and alone and desperate for communication. We stopped using it immediately. And I felt this presence in the corner of the room. I closed my eyes to take a deep breath. Suddenly, the pointer started moving rapidly around and going too fast to spell out the words. It was terrifying. I refused to use the Ouija board again. I immediately felt exhausted, completely and utterly drained. 
I lay down and had a nap. I was asleep for exactly 30 minutes. I woke up, bolted out of bed. I closed my eyes for a second to adjust myself to where I was. And I saw this spirit skeletal thing standing in the corner of the room. Mm. Suddenly rushed at my face and started screaming at me with a big (laughs) gaunt mouth. I opened my eyes and started screaming at my boyfriend to get it off me. I could feel it so oppressive and aggressive trying to get on me. I ran from the house screaming and shaking. That's terrifying. That's mm. one of the lesser common ones actually experiencing a a straight up apparition like that. But there are a few and it kind of sounds like by her reaction, it was pretty authentic. Yes. I have one last one that I will read if we want. Yep. When I was around 12 to 14, when a girl brought a Ouija board to my friend's birthday and slash slumber party, I was pretty skeptical, but also really curious about it, as I had never used one before. We took turns asking questions, and I just figured someone else was moving the planchette. The other girls were pretty creeped out, but I wasn't until it answered a question for me that nobody else knows the answer to. To this day, I can't explain how the answer appeared or any of the other paranormal experiences that happened after we put the board away. I truly believe that we contacted something and it stuck around. There was just generally a lot of small things like footsteps above us when we were on the top floor. The door kept swinging open on its own. And the girl who lived there said it never did that on its own before then. The creepiest part was that a bunch of us randomly woke up around four or five in the morning and a few girls saw a black figure walking down the street outside the window. Apparently one of the girls had seen what they thought was the same figure with his face at the window on the second story earlier in the night. Mm. That is creepy. I will end it with one more because dolls are creepy. Are you just going to read one of the ones I already did? or Did you read the doll one? I didn't I think so. Did you? Kidding. No. No way. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I, I, know, I know I'm not great at paying attention, but there's no way I wasn't paying attention. That <laughs> Stephanie B. just brought up an interesting fact I didn't know. She said that J.K. Rowling used a Ouija board to get the names of the ghosts of Hogwarts, which is pretty cool. Which I also could mean that all of the ghosts of Hogwarts are actually demons. I believe no facts that Stephanie spits out in chat ever. Harry so. Potter is real. Break Harry Potter is real. He is real. Mm. Okay, so this one. Uh, Randy learned what a Ouija board was the hard way when two of his family members introduced him to one when they were all children. My brother and cousin were older than us, says a 36-year-old Michigan resident. This particular time... They had come home with a Ouija board. We agreed to play and to turn off the lights and light a candle. Randy sat down with his favorite doll, Kelly, at his side, nervously waiting in the dark. We started playing and asking questions, he says, and before we knew it, the planchette started moving around in a pointed direction. It traveled traveled the board, dragging itself to the letter K. It then made its way to the letter E and L. For a moment, it paused, then quickly circled back around to another L before finally landing on Y. Next thing we knew, there was a loud bang against the radiator, and everyone started screaming, Randy recounts. We turned on the lights, and by the radiator was the severed head of my favorite doll. Ooh. That's Mm -hmm. creepy. Dolls are creepy. So it spelled out the doll's name and then decapitated the poor doll, Kelly. Well, at least it was the doll. I didn't listen to a fucking word you said. (laughs) (laughs) We have such good chemistry. (laughs) (laughs) We're all so committed. (laughs) 
I'm just kidding. I listened to the story. It was creepy. Thank you. Do you want to read it yourself now? You try. <laughs> try it out. It's really no. good the second time around. All right. Um, I think that'll pretty much do it. Anything else on uh, on Ouija boards there, Dave? Nope. There's a there's a bottomless pit of Ouija board Ouija board stories. I feel like uh, a lot of people have them. A lot of people in chat had their own. And well, uh, I mean, we could probably circle back later and do more Ouija board tales. Yeah, like I said, this isn't the first time that Ouija boards have come up, and they seem to come up frequently in episodes and it does seem to start a haunting as you saw in my house about 10 minutes ago. So yeah, just like, just the, the presence of this, that this can start some of the most notorious hauntings in history started mm. with the Ouija board. So the um, Viacost haunting is still the craziest Ouija board story. I think I've ever heard in my life. 100%. And if you want to hear about that, I think it was episode. I don't remember what episode it was, but it was one of the first ones we did you can go find it. If it you haven't seen one. it. Brodad says, reoccurring classified ad, Ouija board for sale, like new condition, used only once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. I'm selling um, it now because my, now my car is gone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's not Ouija board. Uh, Curse Possessions, nice job on the video there, Dave. Thanks. And um, we're going to be back. So, so I believe it is all but confirmed that Halloween night, we're going to do a special halloween stream we're negotiating the times but it looks like it's either going to be 9 30 or 10 p.m eastern standard time so after you folks are done trick-or-treating with the kiddos or trick-or-treating by yourself if that's something that you do uh or halloween festivities it always seems like oh it's halloween night it's going to go all night but as a, you know a lot of us are adults we realize that halloween activities typically wrap up by like 7 15 p.m right. so <laughs> you should be sit on the couch time. and fall asleep eating halloween candy yeah and watching trick-or-treat or something but uh the yeah so halloween night we're gonna go live i think we're gonna do some ghost stories maybe a uh phasmophobia stream maybe a countdown horror movie review episode reviews we're gonna have some fun so i think we're, we're, we're doing to... ghost stories for sure though. yeah we like that is definitely gonna that's, mix in some ghost stories that's what we're mostly doing yeah is we we're might mix in some gaming stories. but I don't know I if that's it. really going to work bouncing back and forth. So I, I think, I think for the most part, I think we do some ghost stories and maybe we count down some horror movies, have a little debate, maybe have a couple fun. of drinks. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. So if you guys want to hang out Halloween night, we're going to do an expert one in potential special guests on the show. I don't want to uh, preview anything, but we reached out to some people. So we might have a, uh, you know, it'll be a good time, dude. It's Halloween. It's the best night of the year. And uh, it's, it's Halloween weekend already. So a little special bonus for you folks. Yes, indeed. Yeah, absolutely crazy that it is already Halloween. What a month. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a month. That's what I, I will say. A fun month, but it's been a busy one. A it has. Month. Yes, indeed. Uh, what is the next horror movie review that we are dropping, gentlemen? Smile will be out on YouTube pretty soon, but I think the next one queued up for, I don't, I don't know. We've done so many. Yeah, Smile is a good one. So, did, we review, team, did we do the video for Smile yet? We did. I haven't posted it yet. We've, we've done so many that I don't remember. Yeah, I about. <laughs> I That's what's crazy. That's what's crazy. Yeah. Um, so real quick, let me just thank our patrons, our VIPs, Jimmy H, Justin T, Lisa J, Mom and Pops, Wilkins, Stephen V, and Demon King, who also threw in a $10 in Super Chat today on YouTube. So thank you so much, Demon King. You're a legend. Uh, other patrons, we have Jake V, Mike B, Stephanie A, Sydney B, Sarah, Dave Loves Bacon R, Kiralee J, Anthony, Angry Dave, Rocks, T, Brandon W, Captain McSlugs, Cody G, Matthew T, Mariah M, Papa Squatch, Rachel B, Sarah W, Soph M, Hooper, and Mark M. If you guys want to join this list of uh, wonderful people, then just subscribe. At least a minimum of $3 a month. That's how low it can go. And uh, you guys can join in on the Discord and get your name in the credits and write out 
on the show. Just wanna, like we do every single time. I want to read this comment from Ricardo. So occasionally we do drop in and do some gaming streams that once they're done, we delete. So you can never go back and watch them. And the other night, Dave and myself, along with Captain McSlugs, we told some ghost stories after the gaming stream, still on stream. And Ricardo says, after the other night when y'all were telling stories, I've been waking up at a witching hour, unable to go back to sleep. So yeah. apologies. Sorry. Sorry about that. Apologies, Ricardo. Sorry, but, Ricardo. Yeah. Uh, that was unbelievably entertaining. So I wasn't part of the stream because I was working, but on my way home from work while I was sitting in traffic in the middle of the night because Boston, uh, yeah. I was listening to you guys tell the stories. And my favorite part of that entire thing was when you guys would just start a ghost story, the next person would keep going. And I don't remember what it was, but at, at one point you were like uh, – Someone fast forwarded like 42 years yeah. and, then, and then Dave just hit him with another one, 42 more years. And Andrew just did not want to entertain the idea of there being a secret room in that house. He just kept like Rob kept leading him into the secret room for something crazy to happen. And Rob I said, kept setting up a great yeah. story for him. Well, I was like, he, he was left a- the sitting room and went back to sit next to his old wife. <laughs> I was just like, what are you doing? I just set you up for this great story. And you just you're just ruining it. I I wanted to murder him that night. I wanted to kill Andrew that night. Okay, that's if they were good as Frankie's stories. Uh, Frankie has my favorite ghost story of all time. Yeah, I think well, you should save that one for the Halloween stream. For the Halloween stream, yeah, that was a good one. Teaser, teaser. Yes. So that's going to do it for us tonight. We want to thank everyone for joining the live. This is obviously going on the. Um, podcast stream as well but occasionally we will do these haunted possessions or celebrity ones live when warranted and what better time than halloween to do a live one cool all right well uh if you haven't already just uh swing by itunes drop us a five-star review we'll leave it read them out on tuesday if you haven't done so that's the best way to support the show other than patreon obviously but um yeah for everyone that hung out in live chat thank you guys for swinging by a good little crowd here for a surprise friday stream but thank you it is spooky season we'll see you guys on halloween night Later. Peace.